Hey everybody, welcome to Coming Up Roses. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kelly, and today is Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Welcome to episode 87. 87. Now I know what you're thinking, well, you're like... On. It's only January 7th. I know, when we said that we were going to do... I know, we did one right after the, uh, the Christmas episode, and then we did it right again. And uh, we said last week it's the year or less, which means less episodes. We were going to do one every two weeks, but... When life uh, throws a bunch of shit at you. Whenever I say it's the year of less, 2023 came in on a wrecking ball and said, oh no, I'm going to give you way more said, Watch this shit. than you can Blam. handle in a week. <laughs> <laughs> you think you want less? Yeah, see, I don't think it was more than you can handle. It wasn't more than I could handle. No, I mean, it, it, was, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. lot. So and we're going to tell you about it. We're going to start with the um, absolute, oh, by the way, look at me repping the uh, Wrexham. Kevin gave me a couple of Wrexham t-shirts for Christmas. Um, We will start with the very odd occurrence that happened on Monday. Um, You were watching a football game. Well, not mom. I can't say mom was there. But dad and I were watching a football game. And that never happens. Literally, the only football game we ever watch is maybe the super bowl yeah maybe and that's largely for the commercials i have really no interest in football um i tried remember back when mm-hmm. i tried to be a football fan yeah yeah we i was tried. gonna follow the new york giants. giants yeah yeah that didn't last but anyway for some reason we just happened to have monday night football on and we saw the whole incident with demar hamlin um and his cardiac arrest on the field and i'm gonna tell you it affected me in a way yeah, I can't even because I was at work. Words. I came out and I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" And uh, Kevin's like, "Are you ready to go to bed?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I had to find out what happened." Yeah. Um, and you know, last I heard, he was awake and talking, and thank God. Yeah, he looks like he's going to make a to good recovery. Yeah. Um, what impressed me the most, and I think the reason I got so drawn into this story was because it showed me, it proved to me that there are good people still out there. Oh, yeah. And that that as a whole, our society comes together in really good ways. Mm -hmm. Um, The way the fans at the game reacted and the team, both teams came together and basically from what I understand was like, no, we're not finishing this game. Like one of our friends just basically died on the field. And, um, and it did, it went so far beyond that. Like it Mm -hmm. became a national rally almost of. I think it was a reminder of what's important. So it's like, you know, especially for uh, uh, people that are into football or whatever, they get so into, oh, we're going to kill the, 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 the Bengals or we're going to murder the, the, the things. But, you know, you get into your, your team or whatever. But when you see something, and it was a freak thing. I mean, the kid happened to take a hit. Or no, he hit somebody. He tackled somebody. But, with a, yeah. yeah, it just went. And it was a one in a trillion shot. And everybody, you know, the medical people were on it, Johnny on the spot, the players surrounded him so that there was no cameras like filming it. 
and then they all dropped to their knees praying and and uh it was it was amazing uh the footage that i saw the, the people you know like grown you know football players that are supposed to be you know menly men are just yeah. breaking down crying um the hate was all saved for twitter yeah well twitter because a as soon as anyway. you go to because i was doing i was like i'm gonna go to twitter and see if like there's updates on how he's doing or whatever and of course you you get all the trolls and the horrible people on twitter um you have to just dismiss that because honestly those people would never speak like that to someone's face but the way um cincinnati rallied in support of him and how the bengal's fans like left the stadium and went to the hospital to the like a vigil like and, a vigil yeah um or so like accommodating to the bills fans that were there and just the show of support and he had that gofundme for his toy Something drive he apparently started before he was even a professional in player. 2020 he started it with a 2500 dollars goal and i don't know what it is now last i heard it was over six it's million dollars yeah. like people just want to reach out and help and show support and put the focus back on what's important um yeah really that to me i i was really invested with that story all week like looking for updates and um you know it, it was to me just it's a horrible thing that happened that he's going to be back to where he was before which is amazing it was just good to see people unify in a positive way yeah i think we lose sight of that so much um so that was monday i um that was my last day of vacation, winter break. And so Tuesday, I got up at my normal quarter to six time, took a shower, was getting ready for work. And I heard basically all hell break loose in our house. Um, so so what happened was, I, I, as you all know, I get up early anyway. So I'm up and uh, mom and dad were in the living room. Uh, well, first of all, I got up at three o'clock in the morning because Tilly needed to go out. And apparently dad had this bruise on his back and a knot. And mom was like, well, as soon as it comes daylight, I'm going to take him to the emergency room. I was like, well, I'm up now. I can take him to the emergency room. Said, no, no, I'm going to wait for daylight because you can't drive it at night. All right. And he fine. wanted to take his morning medicine. And he wanted to take his morning medicine. So finally I get up. Michael's cooking breakfast. I'm, you know, just sitting. Doing this whatever. is like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Six, six o'clock. Yeah. So, you know, barely. Yeah. Like 10 after or whatever. It's not even real deal time yet. And big crash. Michael's like, Jesus Christ. And uh, we go out and then uh, it, it got a hand it to Michael. Michael, aside from the initial like Jesus Christ. Well, what happened is my dad, we think he passed out. Yeah. Flat um, on his back. But went down flat on his back in our ceramic. We have a ceramic tile floor in the kitchen. We have a laundry room off the kitchen that has a bathroom in it, a half bath. And he had gone in there and I guess passed, passed out. out or whatever, um, coming out and went down and hit his head. Thankfully, my brother was right there and did everything right. Um, yeah, it was, it was very like you do this, you do this, you call 911 and um, wouldn't, you know, didn't try to get dad up, but left him and dad's on, you know, blood thinners since he's had cancer and 
has had blood clots from cancer. And so we didn't even realize this until after the EMTs left with him, but yeah, because we put a pillow, we took one of the couch pillows, which was a mistake. We should have used one of the shitty pillows from the well, from one of the chairs. Know, we're just trying but, to make him comfortable. Yeah, we threw one of the couch pillows under his under his head, and uh, EMTs come in uh, a lot of them. I mean, we made people late for work. There's no way that we didn't make people late for work because it was like you know six thirty when people are starting to leave to go to work, and there's this big ass fire truck, a big ass ambulance, the EMT truck. Plus, there was cops. There was a couple of cop cars. I mean, a lot of people respond. Yeah. He then, had split his head open and yeah. was bleeding. And because head wounds bleed a lot anyway, but then he's on blood thinner. So there was a lot of bleeding from that. Um, Michael was like, I'm riding the ambulance with him. So I'm like, okay. So I called my friend Robin at school and I was like, this is what's going on. I'm not going to be able to come in. I'm heading to the hospital. And we took mom and went to the hospital. So they told us they were taking him to one hospital. And then when they got to that hospital, they decided they were going to turn around and take him to another hospital, which is our level one trauma hospital. And um, so we ended up there and... They admitted him. No, they, you know, brought him in and checked him out, did a CT. Almost within the hour they had done a CT. Tilly, be quiet, please. Well, for the head injury, I'm sure. Um, yeah, because he hit his head. Um, they were so crowded that they had him on a bed in the hallway. So they have rooms and then they have hallway spaces outside of rooms that they've numbered. So it's like room 27 and then hallway 27 and that person's right on a gurney in the hallway so that was tuesday morning they put dad in the hallway um would only let mom go back to be with him wouldn't let anybody else go back there so kevin and i hung out in the waiting room because we you know just weren't sure what was happening and let me tell you if you need a check-in on the blessings you have in your life um Spend some time in the emergency room in a just in a waiting area. You don't have to go back to the emergency room. Just wait in the waiting area. We saw some really interesting um, people in handcuffs and people who yeah, this dude looked like the most white toast person ever uh, in a fucking Christmas shirt, a sweater, in handcuffs, and it was drunk. Don't, yeah, probably drunk. But um, so anyway, that was Tuesday. We ended up going home because we're like, there's no point in us just sitting in this increasingly busy waiting area and so we kevin and i came home mom stayed it was tuesday dad stayed in they then they decided they were going to admit him because they wanted to observe him because of the the swelling or whatever in his back and shoulder there were no beds in the hospital so he stayed in the hallway tuesday Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night, did they put him, finally get him into a room in the ER, not in the hospital, but he was put in a room in the ER and mom was like, finally, I'll get sleep. Dad started. Um, and I, I think it was exhaustion plus they were giving him pain medicine for his back. Plus, they were not giving him anything really to drink because of all the testing. They had to do an MRI and an echocardiogram and 
all this other stuff just to rule everything out. Um, and the noise and the people, and he wasn't in a room, he was just in a hallway. And I think that all mentally started playing with him a little bit. And he kept my mom up talking all night long, Wednesday night into Thursday. Um, and then we were getting pissed because well, we he were was in the hospital in the emergency room in the hallway. And I remember this, I, I wanted to mention this, that, you know, you got to a point where, you know, maybe I'll call and do a patient advocate or something to try to get him out of the hallway. Because, that was on my plan. I'm like, at yeah. nine o'clock, I'm calling a patient advocate because, because you know, th- why they got this, you know, nearly 80 year old cancer patient in the hallway full of COVID. People. Right. And in my head, I'm like, there in 24 hours, there has to have been a room in that ER open up that they could have moved him into. He's compromised. My mom's got COPD. She's sitting in the hallway. I know there were COVID positive people in the waiting room when we were there because mm-hmm. they told them, them they were COVID positive. Um, I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna, we worked so hard to. Because yeah, they didn't have, they, they've never gotten COVID. I haven't gotten Keep COVID. them away from it. And they're just sitting in this. The only one in the house has gotten COVID is you. Yeah. Twice. I haven't had it twice. No, no you only had, had it once. once. You had the scare twice. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm bringing mom breakfast. And then I am calling a patient advocate because this is insane. Yeah. This was, I don't, I can't remember what day. So I, that was I go in, I think it was, th- it was Thursday, uh, Tuesday. I think it was Wednesday. No, you, yeah. Well, uh, either way, yeah, we're yeah. not going to waste your time arguing about these. But anyway, um, so we, I go in and they're like, oh, you can go back. He's still in the hallway at this point. And so they're like, just go down, take a left. You'll see him in the hall. So I was like, okay. So I go in there and I was like, I am in the middle of a third world mass casualty event. There were people in every space in the hallway. You ha- you There wasn't a six or seven foot length of space that didn't have, didn't have someone in it. And they're all old people. And so I'm like navigating through trying to like, you don't want to look at people, but you have to look because I have to find out. I don't know where he is. And so I'm kind of like checking everybody out and turn the corner and I'm walking, walking, walking. And finally, I see my my mom sitting and I see the back of her at a corner. And so I walk up and I give her breakfast. I'm talking to her. I'm talking to dad. Dad looked really good at this point. Um, And I was like, I was going to call a patient advocate because they are leaving my 79 year old dad in the hall with cancer in the hallway, but he's one of like a hundred elderly people minimum sitting in the hallway. Yeah, no doubt. And then I'm like, maybe they're using the rooms for people who are COVID or flu positive to kind of isolate them a little bit. And if that's the case, okay. Like I can't get on the nurses. I can't, because they are busting their, I mean, I've never seen. It's crazy. People work so hard and just be at the beck and call of like so many different people. Because when I brought him dinner, they were still, it was still like that. And I got to see it firsthand, like seeing old people in the hall with just like diapers on and shit. And uh, yeah, that was Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday night, they said, um, They were going to let him go. He needs an echocardiogram. We're going to do that first thing in the morning. And if that comes back fine, they're going to release him. 
Okay, good. Don't forget the girl with the with the colonoscopy. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. So <laughs> I talked to mom. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. It was like 10 o'clock Wednesday night. I'll call out again. So I called out of work Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm like, I'll call out of work again Thursday because he's gonna come home. And then Kevin's off on Friday, so I should be able to go to work. I should be good to go to work on Friday. Um, at about 10:30, mom texts me and she's like, "We got a room in the ER." And I was like, oh, thank God. Like now you can close the door, turn off the lights and sleep because, you know, that's really what you guys need is sleep. So Thursday morning rolls around. Mom texts me at 615 in the morning and she's like, are you awake? And I was kind of like just waking up. But so, of course, I was like, yeah, I'm up. I'm gonna, she's like, I'm going to call you. They took dad to get an MRI. So I'm like, well, why didn't he get an MRI? I thought we were waiting on an echocardiogram. Like my sister had called the nurse and spoken directly to the nurse. And the plan that I understood was they had him first in line for the echo. They were going to do that and then get him discharged because they want him out of there as bad as he wants to be out of there. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) I don't understand why they're giving him an MRI, but mom's like, well, he was up all night. He's very confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He's not sure where he is. Um, I've told him over and over and over and over again what's happening. He wants to go home. He wants to go home. He doesn't understand. Like, he's just super confused. So I was like, okay. Call me when he gets back from the MRI or whatever. So she calls and she's like, I want you to talk to your dad about this MRI he just had. So I get on FaceTime with him. And he starts telling me this story about the MRI and how when he got in the machine, I mean, he went on this, like, it flew up to like 60,000 feet. And he was flying it. And then it came all the way down into the ocean and down into the ocean floor, down into like microscopic level. You could see the worms and everything. And then it was back and you could see all these fish and... He's like, and then I started to feel like I was, I could fly it. So I started controlling where it was going and he's like, just, and then he started talking about the lights when he got out and how they look like ballerinas, but they had goat legs. And then he told mom there were aliens in the lights in the room, like complete hallucinations. Um, But, but like really adamant that this happened i've never had an mri like this before there was no paperwork i had no paperwork and i said well dad normally when you get an mri you're in out you go outpatient because he does an mri like every three months Mm -hmm. and i'm like this time you're in the hospital there is no paperwork oh yeah yeah yeah, okay and but adamant like he just kept retelling the story and retelling the story and retelling the story about his ride. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the most amazing thing that could possibly happen. And so I then I'm talking to him and I'm like, all right, dad, I think what you need to do is just get some sleep. Like try to close your eyes. And he goes, well, um, your mom is real mad at me. I really pissed your mom off. And I'm like, well, you need to let her sleep too. She looks really tired. Like close your eyes and go to sleep. Like we love you. I'm, I'm on my way up there. Well, he was asking mom to like why Kevin's company was ordering all these tests and 
was Kevin come going to come and take him to have the test done? And he was just super confused. So I hung up and I got so upset. I was like, oh my God. And I, in my heart knew it was exhaustion and it's all of that. It's gotta be exhaustion. And, but you know, sense. he hit his head really hard and I'm like, God, yeah. he could have a brain bleed, you know? And thankfully that's why they're doing the MRI. So they did that. Then they came and got him for the echo. In the meantime, he was gone for the echo. And when he came back, we were there. Yeah. And he just started, I mean, he was like, pulling things out i'm going home i'm going home i can't believe that you and he said to my mom i can't believe that you and kelly are fine with me being held hostage here and i just want to go home like everybody who came in i just want to go home (laughs) we're waiting for test results as soon as the test results are back you can probably go more than likely i want these needles out of my arm and like he just was adamant and then finally he was able to i finally said to him dad like you're not going anywhere. We're going to stay here until they find out because, well, what happens if I go home and I do have a brain bleed then, and symptoms get worse. We'll just come back. And I'm like, and then you're back in the hallway, you know, like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to stay here and find out if everything's okay. And I finally, we turned the lights off and I'm like, just close your eyes and go to sleep. Like, and he slept for maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Then he started making a little bit more sense once he started like, actually sleeping but but he did freak us out a little bit too sitting there in the dark total dark as dark as you can get in that and yeah they were both asleep or i thought that i guess he wasn't because he remembers saying it to me Mm -hmm. but he just like turned and he looked at me and he went death watch (laughs) and i'm like kevin's like no dad this isn't your death watch Like you're just resting you're you're fine having been on death watch that was not death watch <laughs> um but of course you know we his doctor finally expedited the mri read that took forever and everything came back fine you knew it was good before she did i did i saw it in my chart in his center my chart and i was reading the results and i texted my sister and i'm like they just posted his mri results so she went she was working so she went and she's like, yeah, it looks like it says this and this, but nothing's unchanged since it's last MRI. Um, it looks like he's fine. So, I mean, we knew he was okay before the doctor even came in and said he was okay. But uh, yeah, then they finally let him go. Well, so it's like, okay, good. We're going to get him home. We got home about five o'clock. Well, the mad hunt started too, because your mom wanted to get that lift. Oh, well, she's then mom to... started getting just punch drunk because she was tired. Yeah. And she started focusing in on getting this elevator lift to get him up the steps in the house. She just would not let, I'm like, mom, we're not going to make any big decisions on this while you haven't had sleep in four days. So no matter what we do, that's not going to get installed before we drive the 30 minutes home. Yeah. We'll get him up the steps. We'll get him comfortable. He'll be okay. Michael would have been home. Michael was, Michael was home. home. Like we we were fine to get him in. The, you have to come up like four steps to get into our yeah. house. I could have lifted him up and, and fire him and carry him yeah. up the steps. So I um I said, you just need to not make she was trying to order her plane tickets to go to Atlanta for you know when they get yeah, she wasn't all there. I'm like, don't she do really any of these things there. while you're not completely awake because <laughs> and don't get pissed at me. My, my mother-in-law watches the show. Don't get pissed at me because you were just overly yeah. tired. I finally to do your thing. I think I finally said you're starting to act like dad when he starts obsessing about something when he hasn't, you know. So um anyway, we got them home. Dad made it up the stairs great. Yeah. Actually, I thought he did a great job. We were all like, he damn, was that was way easy. Fantastic. I didn't even <laughs> 
I mean, I was behind him and Michael was in front of him and you were in front I of him. I had my hand on his back and yeah. stuff. But um, and, but he didn't even falter at all. He just By the way, the like the weird thing on his shoulder that was the initial cause of concern why mom was going to take him to the hospital was why they were keeping him because they because it got bigger while he was in there on Tuesday. Then switched doctors Wednesday morning and she looked, it was completely gone, except yeah. for a little bit of swelling. They still don't know what that was all about. Probably just the pulled muscle. But maybe, yeah, just he I has problems with muscle. mobility in his shoulder and he could have yeah. just done, torn something or whatever. But everything, all his tests are not fine. So we get him home Thursday. He's clear headed. Like he, he's not confused anymore. And um, he's like, I think I'm just going to sleep in the recliner in the living room because I'm not sure I'll be able to get up out of the bed in the middle of the night if I have to get to the bathroom. So I was like, okay, you're probably, but his recliner stands him all the way up. So mom's like, I'll sleep out here too. And I said, yeah, well, mom, once she falls asleep, that that's going to be it. Cause she hasn't slept in four days. Um, I said, I'm going to sleep out here too, because I'm afraid he'll try to get up in the middle of the night and get himself to the bathroom and in the dark and he's unsteady. So Kevin, so we, all four of us slept out. It was like Christmas Eve when I was a kid, mm -hmm. all four of us slept out in the, in the living room. And Kevin's kind of a heavy sleeper. So yeah. I didn't feel comfortable not going. To, I didn't feel comfortable going to sleep. I, I was pretty much up awake the whole, I maybe dozed in and out here and there. Mm -hmm. Every little movement he made, I was like turning my flashlight on my phone and looking at I was, him I was dead asleep. to make sure. And um, he did get up one time to go to the bathroom. Got, Kevin got up and he helped got him. Up, uh, that was around three o'clock. Standard three o'clock wake up because Tilly generally gets up about three. Um, she wouldn't leave me alone. We had turned the heat up in the house because mom and dad were cold. I was sweating my ass off. Tilly wouldn't settle down. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just. Well, and just so you all know, Thursday, the house was empty, which is unusual. Uh, Mom and dad have gone all week. She's panicked about that. And Tilly then, was, yeah. yeah. She had a bad week. Tilly had a bad week. So I called my friend Robin and I'm okay. like, I'm not going to be able to go to work on Friday because there's just no way. Until I know dad is okay. Which what helped was I, I got up at my normal five in the morning and then i went to bed and i was like you know why don't you go lay down babe i'm up now she's like, no you'll fall back to sleep i said no it's five o'clock she's like oh and then she's like getting up now come on tilly i slept until me. like 9 30 yeah um but dad's but been were, doing they great were dead asleep they they still slept in the living room till about 11 o'clock yeah they they slept hard, they were which exhausted. was good and then um dad did great yesterday he's actually walking around He's doing I pretty feel well. better than he he's, did before he went in. He's on a walker now, which before he was on a cane, but he's getting around pretty good yeah. on the walker. So I got to go to the dollar stores today and get some tennis balls to put on the, the tail end of the walker. Yeah. Um. But he slept in his room last night. He did fine. He's getting up and down on his own without us. I told him, you're just going to have to get used to us shadowing you for a little while until we're sure that you know we got his medications straightened out and i think he finally has got some understanding with that in the bathroom to help him get up and yeah out. i mean it's just there's just a lot of things to consider yeah we're, we're already thinking about some ways that we can make the house a little bit more um disabled friendly yeah. i guess uh what's the handy friendly I well i'm hoping that he just ends up 
you know, like they're sending home healthcare, which I don't even feel like he needs anymore, but he does need some occupational therapy, I think, and yeah. some physical therapy just to build up some of his mobility a little bit, but he's been doing great. He's today ate a full breakfast with us today and yeah. his voice is louder and you can hear him better. And like, cause he, for like a months, he's been quiet, believe it or not. He's talked less, very low spoken. And now he seems like, like the old yeah. dad. So all that has worked out. I missed a whole entire week of school. Um, so my, Christmas vacation is <laughs> extended by four days. Uh, Same thing happened a couple of years ago when my eye went crazy. I yeah. had surgery and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, 2023 can suck it. So far. Uh, then the other in, um, interesting event that we've been following, and I, I've been sucked into it, just kind of like I was the football story, um, was the Speaker of the House debacle that yeah. happened. Uh, the, the, uh, it, it was such a weird situation. It's never happened before where the Speaker of the House, usually that stuff gets settled long before they go into session, and it's just more or less a formality than anything else. But Kevin McCarthy could not close no, the deal. And I'm watching throughout the week of the votes, and the, they're voting again, and they're voting again, and he doesn't have the votes. I'm hearing Hamilton's soundtrack in my head the whole entire time. You don't have yeah, the, the votes. votes. Yeah, you know, and... It got to be. I found a bunch of. You don't have. I found a bunch of TikToks where I was like, "I'm not the only one hearing Hamilton lyrics here." Um, but watching last night, like they're like, "Oh, it's the 14th. He's gonna. He. They think it's locked." So we watched, and of course, it wasn't. He was one vote shy. Which and was I'm weird. Like, they, they were sitting there actively doing the math, and they're like, "Wait a minute. This this should have been right. No, it wasn't right." And then there was almost like. A fight one senator lunged at another Matt Gates or whatever. Yeah, they were whatever they his were. name is, and they were yelling and screaming back and forth at each other. And I was like, I can't turn this off. On some level, I'm like, what a bunch of buffoons that they can't get their shit together. It's an embarrassment. Uh, and then I'm like, well, all of this is just about political favors and power. Because they're cutting all these deals for this and that and this and that has nothing to do with the actual people, you know, getting the representation. And then I go to, well, maybe we'll be better off if they're not in session because they can't do damage while they're not in session. So can't spend money if they can't you know, spend money. And then I'm like, no, they just, they just need to come off of it. And, oh, I'm going to vote present and it's ridiculous. It's just flat out ridiculous. And so, so we when they finally, yeah, they were voting. I'm like, I can't go to bed until I see how this vote number 15 comes out when they finally like yeah, that was, passed that, him through. And 14 failed. Then they said, let's adjourn till Monday. And they, were, they literally started yelling, no. Well, I, one of the representatives has a child who's in intensive care, mm -hmm. who he was there instead of being with his kid. I can see not wanting to adjourn for the weekend. Yeah. They needed to get it done. They needed to stay. In my opinion, you stay there 24-7 until you freaking figure it out. Um, and I don't know anything about these individual politicians and Kevin McCarthy and why he's good or bad or whatever. I, I just want the ability to be like, 
I don't know. I don't know. I was just super frustrated with the whole thing. But as I was watching it, I'm like, this is freaking fascinating. And on some level, it was like, it reminds me a little of what you see like in the UK mm-hmm. when they're all banging their things and yelling back and forth. There's, so it was kind of entertaining to watch. But um, but it never got down to like the, some of the ones you see. You've seen the videos where like largely in Asia and whatnot, where they actually do. Break it almost came to that. They, they didn't show it on the feed we were watching last night. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, something's going on. All those people were like looking to the back of the chamber. Mm-hmm. I saw the footage of what was happening and they, they really just descended on those two present votes. Yeah. yeah. And one guy lunged, they had to like physically pull him back. Cause he was going after him. Like we've been sitting here doing this. You just need to, because it was it was literally almost midnight and they're like you know poor guys having to work overtime in the government it sucks doesn't it um so it was fun to watch it was like one of those weird things it's so weird you're viewing tv this week because (laughs) you watch a football game and one in the trillion accident happens And then this thing with the the the, the house. It was my escape from the reality not. that was happening in my yeah, personal life. That's true. That's probably what it was. Um, it's like, let me see something happening that's bigger than 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 me and my situation. Well, nothing's bigger than me and my situation. Mm. But it was just a, you know a distraction. Um. So anyway, there was that. Oh, oh stop it! Oh, I know. No. You were mad too, weren't you, Kelly? She's pissed. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop That's it. okay. Stop it. She's not gonna stop it. I'm not gonna stop it. Right, come here. She has things to say. Come here. Come up here. <laughs> come on up, Tilly, and tell the people. Yeah. The first visit of Tilly, 2020. Come and tell the people what's the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay. You're fine. Are you better now? oh no it's okay it's okay um yeah so that's been all interesting then i um was listening to a podcast that i heard about an app called zero and i went and checked it out it's uh, intermittent fasting which i kind of naturally came to through wonder um the wonder plan that i that i semi kind of still do and um but i have found out that i I definitely lose weight when I go longer periods without, <laughs> without eating. That sounds so stupid. I just figured just out if you don't eat for a long period. Of time. Right. But when it's when you don't eat. <laughs> right. So I basically don't eat for 16 hours and then I eat within a six hour, an eight hour window. Um, and I eat lunch and dinner and that's it. Um, so anyway, I got this zero app. I went ahead and registered for that. What it does is it tracks your fasting And it lets you know when you're in all these different stages of your fast. And um, it also tracks like what you eat and gives you information on how it's good for your body and resetting your hormone levels and all that kind of stuff. So I started that. Um, My dad also started using, my mom got this machine that dispenses his medication and tracks his medicines. It's called Hero. And then I got Zero and they landed next to each other on my iPad. So I have the hero and the zero app and my dad is the hero and I am the zero. No. So that's no. how that worked out. It's pretty true. You're a hero. Pretty you are true. absolutely a hero. So we thought we were done with the big news for the week. We were like, okay, um, we have a lot to talk about. And then yesterday. 
I'm sure uh, it was made the national news. It did hit the national news. We heard there was a school shooting in Newport News, which is like one of the cities. It's one of the, they call it the seven cities and that's one of them. Um, it's, it's about 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, they're pretty close in an elementary school. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, watching that and come to find out that a six-year-old shot a teacher and when they came out with the um news conference the press conference they were like it was not an accidental shooting the child apparently and i heard some things on facebook this morning through i had i know some people who work in that school system and they were hearing things from different people and of course this is stuff you're hearing through facebook i don't know how much of this is true if it's true, this child is known to be aggressive, has made threats before. And when the teacher went and reported some of the things the kid had threatened to do, they told the teacher she was just being overly dramatic. I can't even imagine as a first grade teacher, <laughs> now you have to worry about the six-year-olds in your class carrying weapons in and shooting you because they're pissed. So it's like we've we've graduated from them just destroying the room or throwing chairs and tipping tables and spitting and hitting and kicking and all that other stuff. Now this is what we have to worry about as the next step. And some, something needs to change in a really yeah. big way. Well, and, and currently she's in critical condition, but man, she has got a hell of a lawsuit. She is definitely, you know, she's got a hell of a lawsuit. If it were me and I had reported that a child threatened to cause me harm, threatened to kill me, whatever, and it was brushed off as me being dramatic, and you know that kids say, oh, I'm going to kill you a lot. Like, you know, they get mad. They threaten shit like that. There were some other things that I heard through some comments. Um... I, first of all, I hope she's okay. No one, no one. And of course there was a, something in the news, like, well, what, what was happening in the classroom that led up to it? Like, what was the teacher at fault? And no one said that, but it was like, was there a confrontation with the teacher happening? It doesn't matter. Does it matter? If you're telling a six-year-old child you can't, you know, spit in so-and-so's face or you can't throw a chair or whatever was happening and that child's like, well, I'm going to show you what I can't do and pulls a gun out of his backpack and shoots you in the chest. I mean, how do you combat that? If yeah. that's truly what happened and the way it went down, you're going to see a lot of people walking out, even more people leaving teaching. Mm -hmm. If you look... I accept the risk that some whack job can run in off the street and start shooting up my building. There's a lot of soft targets. Um, we know what we're doing. I have a plan in my head of where we're running to. I have a, thankfully I have a door out of the back of my classroom and where to hide in the classroom if that's what we need to do. And I know that if I had to stand in front of my students to protect them, I would. That's 
something I've struggled with over the last 10 years. Now, now this is a whole new level. This is not a threat from the outside. This is one of my six-year-olds who has access to a weapon and carries it to school and no one knows and gets mad at his teacher. Do you know how many students we have that cannot emotionally regulate themselves? More and more and more and more. And until we figure out how to deal with that, and it isn't about the teacher building a relationship and all the social emotional needs the kids have, that's all well and good. A good teacher should have been doing that all along anyway. And she may have been. And I'm sure she was. I'm not making any statement on the teacher at all. I'm, I'm talking about the system in general. Where kids are coming... <laughs> Oh, 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 stop. She hears her friends oh, 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 outside. Sorry. Can you open the door and let her out? <laughs> Come on. She's going to go out there and tell them. Go get her. Get her. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the neighbor's dogs out there too. You probably can still hear her barking, even though she's yeah. in the other room. Um, yeah, this is a lot. This is a lot to like take in for me because I worked really high. I had many, many anxiety issues start up over a school shooting that I could personally connect to. Um, and it took me a really long time to like learn how to manage my anxiety. And I feel like I'm at a place where I'm managing my anxiety pretty well. I made it through this whole week. With only one little minor, you know, meltdown. And I woke up this morning and I got dressed in my size smaller jeans and my size smaller shirt. And I went with my husband to the grocery store and I got out she of the car. Your ass today. And I walked in, no car, no wheelie cart. And I said, I'll walk over here and get this. You just go to the pharmacy, pick up what you need. And the real miracle is I had to pick up something from a mother-in-law and I had to remember her birthday. <laughs> And I did. Good for you, baby. Um, but I'm getting my, Kevin bought me an Apple Watch for my birthday. And so I am <laughs> tracking my steps and tracking my heart rate and learning how to use this thing and um, doing the whole, you know, only eating within an eight hour window. And I even have started drinking my coffee without sugar in it. I mean, like... I've really feel like I've gotten a good hold on all great. of the stuff that was causing me, how my anxiety was manifesting. <clears throat> um, You've been doing great. Which all was triggered, I believe, by the school shooting in Newtown. Now this. This is not something I ever contemplated. No. Like I never thought the threat would be. Now, a threat of a school shooting would be one of my six-year-olds. You know, high school. Yeah. I mean, you hear the, you know, yeah. but like elementary school, it's, you just have a different feeling. Everything's more nurturing and lovey. And we, we're more, not more patient, but we're very patient with disruptions and behaviors. And I mean, I'm hoping that this really opens the eyes 
up and says, all right, we need to stop letting teachers have to deal with these violent kids on a daily basis while they're trying to teach. Yeah, but the thing that's going to have to happen is, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not generally one that says sue, 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 but this lady has got to sue the fuck out of Well, if she lives, which I'm sure she does. Um, but she needs or her family needs to see I'm gonna the tell shit you, out of if the stories everybody. I heard today are true, that school system is in for a lot of money. oh yeah. They're gonna be shelling out millions of dollars. So yeah, and they'll be you know, somebody's gonna and they also need the parents need to go to jail, in my opinion. Sorry. Yeah, parents need to go do time. If you're leaving your six-year-old have access to a handgun. And again, hypothetical not hypothetical allegedly like they say on Haymade. allegedly um this child had brought you know gun paraphernalia to school like bullets or before something. i mean what do you do how do you metal detection is the only thing mm-hmm. you walk every child through metal detection you walk every adult through metal detection you walk every person who comes into the building is screened for metal uh, weapons. That's the only way. And then you're still going to get the whack job who just runs in and does what he wants to do. But at least that's a threat you're aware of. You know, we have to control what we can control. One of the things they talked about was securing schools and that went nowhere, but they were talking about, no, because everybody's afraid it'll make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, you know what makes me feel uncomfortable? The fact that any one of my students could be carrying a weapon that they're going to intend to harm me if I don't let them have recess with their friends or you you never know. Like, oh, I can't have that play though. Blocka, blocka. I mean, I've had students that are emotionally dysregulated over things that are that, you know, they have a different color eraser on their pencil than I do. And we're dealing with a meltdown. Like there's no emotional regulation. And that's super scary that it's getting to even five and six-year-old kids. It's a generational thing. So. These kids are being raised by kids that were raised by people that got trophies for being in 37th place. <laughs> you showed up today. Yay. Anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> That wasn't the, you know, it was a, it's been a trying week. It's been a trying week. Um, what else we got? I think that's it. Mm. Anything else? Oh, we did get the house de-decorated. Yeah. Got yeah. all the Christmas tree down and Trees all the down. stuff away. We got a new bag for that. Um, for, um, we have to replace a couple strings of lights on every, the tree. Every year. At <laughs> so. least they waited until after Christmas to go out. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Um, uh, beyond so, that, uh, hopefully this will be a high-rated episode. We were, one of the things that I noticed is like the the highest-rated episode that we had was the week after my mom died, and now the, the everybody kind of knew we had a lot of traffic on our Facebook page. So I'm guessing you <laughs> like, folks oh, really want to know for about the, the old people. <laughs> we don't care about you guys. We care about the old people. Let us know. Well, this week has taught me. It's put me where I feel a shift happening um, in that, like I'm at a certain stage in my life where you shift from, you know, your parents being the ones you, I mean, and they still are certainly the ones you trust with their, your advice and all that kind of stuff, but somehow shifting into a more active care 
role of like making sure their medicines are straight and making sure they're not falling. Yeah. Making big decisions without sleep and making sure they're eating okay and keeping track of their doctor's appointments and all. Um, yeah, I figured out that like when we got a shift bid coming up, I got to keep my shift pretty much where it is now so that I can and get them to do their appointments in the morning. So I can yeah, help them. Just so that they're, yeah, it's just a shift in how we're going to have to do things, do things. Yeah. But I guess, you know, everybody, all my friends, my age are like going through the same exact thing where, you know, they're, they're, they need to be more aware of what's happening with their parents. Just a tough part of, not a tough part of life, but like a definitely a shifting, you know, perspective. Yeah. And you have to be there to do what you have to do. That's just what it comes down to. Can I just want to shout out my hero of the week right here. Mm -hmm. Uh I would not have made it through this week. Honestly would not. Kevin was right there stepping up every single day, doing things that um he probably never thought he would do and he was just takes it all in so much like stride and doesn't seem to stress over it and i know he had kind of had the weight of the world on him this week and i because for me it was easy i mean my best friend is my ta so she was the one and then she's my other hero of the week who made it just, I didn't have to worry um, about school. And my administration was phenomenal calling and checking and telling me to take whatever time I needed. And I had no, I had no work stress about missing the time. Kevin's job was real good to him. A little more stressful about it, but it all worked out and I just couldn't have done it without you. Mm, Glad to do it. So he's my hero. He is my hero. I'm his zero. Oh, that's not even true. You're my <laughs> hero. I couldn't. I can't function as an adult without you around. I wouldn't be able to order my own breakfast. What are you talking about? Yes, you would. Mm. <laughs> they don't even know what you talking name. about, Willis? They don't even know my name when you chick fil <laughs> You wouldn't order through the app. You'd just roll up to the window. <laughs> You'd figure it out. Mm. Yeah. All right. So... happy 2023 everybody week one and done or you know the first week is over and uh uh i'm still getting used to all these little things popping up on my wrist um (laughs) i was gonna start a timer so i knew how long we were doing this but forgot uh yeah will week two hold the same kind of fun as week one who knows we'll see my birthday's coming up can we just get through my birthday like event free i want an eventless birthday yeah we do it uh maybe we'll see the world seems to be pointing us in a direction so we'll see we'll see maybe the next week we'll be like well all we did was have flank steak (laughs) (laughs) shortest episode ever we made flank flank steak steak. bye everybody (laughs) (laughs) all right very good y'all take it easy Be good. Hug your people. We'll see you when we see you. Bye, everybody. For reals.